Hello, and a gracious good Monday morning to you. <laughs> Happy Monday, and welcome to Mondays with Mike and Mary. Hey, we're glad you joined us. We hope you use these podcast recordings to motivate and inspire yourself to apply some techniques, maybe even to solve some problems. This is our chance to recap the best of what we heard on Friday's R-Squared coaching calls. If you don't know what that is, you need to get on our website and find out. And we very much appreciate you sharing these with other people who maybe are, haven't been exposed to the Floyd Wickman message. So Michael, you're going to do an Ask the Experts question and a parade of techniques, and so am I. Do you want to begin today? I do. All right. Because I have a tech parade of techniques. Oh, I can't wait. Well... I hope it's worth waiting for, as I don't know. We've had a lot of people talking about presenting offers and getting text messages back and forth, especially in multiple offer situations where you kind of want to protect your seller from getting, um, I don't know, pushed into a, the wrong kind of timeline and making their decision. And what somebody suggested is, when you're getting text messages from co-brokes who are presenting offers, turn off your read receipts on your texts oh. so they don't know when you got the message. It preserves a little bit of your privacy and a little bit of the anonymity and I think a, a little bit of the, the lack of pressure taken off the seller. Boy, I really like that. I thought that was just 17-year-old boys that were turning off their read receipts no. when their mother texts them, <laughs> but I guess not. No, this is a way to protect the process when you're doing offers electronically. Yeah, I really like this idea. Hmm. Good. Thank you it for that. It came from a very smart person, well, not of me. Course. <laughs> of course it did. All of our students are smart. Hey, I've got a parade of techniques, and it's a little bit of a revisit of the morning routine. Oh, well, well over a year ago, yeah, January 2018, we started really preaching and teaching to have a morning routine. Of course, you and I have what we think is a pretty incredible morning routine that gets our head on straight and beginning the day with gratitude and envisioning our goals. But um, this is from a student who, <laughs> this is a husband and wife team, and they're doing a whole bunch of business. Good. And I wasn't aware that one of the two is getting up at 4.30 in the morning, writing in the journal, mm -hmm. going to the gym. The other's getting up at 5.30 in the morning, taking a two to two and a half mile walk every day. Woo, what a way to start the day. But here's the, here's the other statement that this student of ours made, uh, you know, about morning routine and getting your head on right, right. Uh, working with uh, your, whether you're an independent contractor just for yourself, a one man show, or you've got a team, uh, what is, what is your lead generation technique for the day? Mm. Where are the leads going to come with, come today. from today? And yeah. asking yourself that question every single day. And when someone is a little off kilter, having the courage to say, well, what was your morning routine like this morning? Yeah. Because almost always, if someone is in the office before 12 noon and they're bent up, they're a little bit sideways, they did not have a good start to their morning. So I encourage all of you to uh, focus on that morning routine. Sculpt it so that you're starting the day with gratitude and in a way that's wholesome and healthy and success-oriented. 
Yep, because an untrained brain is an undisciplined mind. Oh, that's the truth, huh? Yeah, I mean, we, we train dogs' brains so the dog will do tricks and obey commands. And we got a bigger brain than a dog, so train your brain. <laughs> Morning routine is the key. Um, well, guess what time of year it is, darling? Uh, spring. Spring, yes. And my Ask the Experts is about spring, which hasn't sprung yet. Yeah, the spring market hasn't sprung. In this is what places? the Ask the Experts question was about. Oh, okay. And here was the PS to it. It's not just me. I'm hearing it from everybody in my market. I'm hearing it on the news. I'm reading it in the paper. I'm hearing it from people in the office. It's not me. Isn't that George Costanza who said that? It's not you, it's me, right? Well, what do I do about that? If the spring market hasn't sprung yet where I happen to be? Well, this person got some great advice. I can't and wait I, to hear this too. Oh, it was good. Uh, Here's the first thing. Go to the office at 9 a.m. <laughs> and make calls, at hmm. least for an hour a day. Where did we hear that before? Go to office. Yeah. Here's another one. Build inventory. Yeah. Build inventory. Let me say that again. I'll paraphrase it. Build inventory. You need to build your inventory. If the market's good, build inventory. If the market's bad, Build, build inventory. inventory. That's right. Here's another one. Look at who is busy. Oh, no one's busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, except the people who are saying, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Quit watching the news because it's way too easy to get sucked into it. Oh, I'm so glad one of your students said that because that was what was on my heart. Floyd Bickman yep. told me, stop paying attention to all the negative press out there mm -hmm. years and years ago. Have more conversations. Make, right. the, make that your new minimum standard. I'm just going to double my conversations. And forget about what the result is going to be. Mm -hmm. The result I want is have more conversations. Activity. That's a good thing. Something you can control. Activity. Yep. Avoid complaining. Hmm. Now that's uh, from my minister, Edwin Gaines, who said, here's your discipline. Refrain from complaining for 21 consecutive days. You, how many times have you started the 21 <laughs> over again? I've made it through four days once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow, it's a really good habit to work at trying to build. But here's here's the here was really the bottom line, and I thought the the smartest thing. You know, the market resides between your ears. And here's what somebody said. Instead of looking for volume, look at what the total market is and shoot for your 1% of that. Because hmm. if, if the market is shrinking or if it's growing, you want your share to grow, not necessarily your numbers. The numbers don't lie. But if you're getting 1% of your market and that's your personal share, then you're keeping pace. Uh -huh. Whatever it's happened to be doing overall. So I thought that was really smart advice. How about that? What was your Ask the Experts this Well, week? I don't know what neighborhood your agent was from, but I got agents where there's still multiple offers going on. Oh, yeah. And, we have both. you know, we worked on that at Masters a whole year ago, mm -hmm. multiple offers. So um, this, this agent had just gotten an offer through. The listing agent 
complimented our student and said, oh my gosh, you are so professional. Your communication skills are powerful. You do communicate. So I hear back from you. I really have enjoyed working with you. And, and our students said, wow, I really feel like if I ever bring another offer in on this listing agent's inventory, yeah. that I'm going to have a tremendous advantage. And while she was telling the story, I couldn't help but think, how smart for a listing agent to compliment the selling agent Very. because it keeps them on their toes for the rest of the transaction. I don't want to destroy this professional image that they have of me, so yeah. I better quick respond. And then I started thinking, this comes from Floyd too, as so much does. He always said that. A hundred years ago, he said, Make yourself subservient to the other agent. Say mm -hmm. things like, I'm so excited to work with you. I'm so grateful that we finally get a chance to meet and work together. Those kinds of statements early on in a transaction can help put that other agent off their guard so that they're not feeling like you're the enemy. You represent the enemy. It's more like we're in this together, you know? So anyway... This student had put together a complete package, a pre-approval letter, um, every document she might need, um, everything signed, all packaged in one spot. And that is something that she did to make her offer stand out. And then later in the day, I had another student throw something else into the pot uh -huh. that she's doing to help beat out multiple offers. And here's what it was. You know, we've all heard, have the buyer write a letter which, you know, in some markets is a good idea and some it's not. Mm -hmm. We have a student that's writing a letter. She handwrites a letter to the seller to say, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Seller, she doesn't use their name, uh, here's where the buyers are at. She has a list of who pre-qualified them and when that was and what they said. She talks about their character because she said that's the one thing that as you're looking at six different offers, that's the one thing you don't know about any of the buyers. What kind of character are these? do these people have? Who are these people? What's their story? So she tells their story in writing on a sheet of paper. I just think it's really neat to have that come from an agent. What have you got for an Ask the Experts question? I just did my Ask the Experts Oh, sorry. Question. I have a short attention span. <laughs> Okay. Well, come to Master Sales Academy if you haven't registered. Make sure you get yourself registered, y'all. There's still time. Yes. And for those of you who are thinking, oh, I'm too busy, guess what? You're not. We know people doing 20 closings a month who are coming. Yep. And we also know someone who has listed 16 listings in 19 days who absolutely cannot wait to come to Master Sales Academy. So uh, if you're thinking maybe you're too busy to join us, think again. Get yourself to the Ann Arbor Marriott at Eagle Crest and uh, let's take our business to the next level together. As one Get By Giving Award winner said, I already know what's going to happen there. But that's where the magic happens. I, I could do it sitting at home, but there's no magic sitting at home. I need to go there to get away from home so that the magic happens, because that's where it does. Time to work on your business, yes. not just in your business. See you there, everyone. Bye.